Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. How are you doing today? I hope that you're well. Welcome back to my podcast for learners of English around the world. That's you, I assume. You are a learner of English and you are around the world. This is where you can get English into your life in the form of some regular listening practice. This time you're going to hear me in conversation with a guest. And the guest in this episode is my friend Sarah Toporoff, who also goes by the name The Paris Quiz Mistress. This is the first time that she's been on the show. And that means that this one will probably be a little bit more difficult for you to follow. But that's all right. It's all good practice. Sarah is originally from the USA. So you'll be hearing an American accent from her and a British accent from me in the same conversation. And yes, we actually understand each other, of course. Anyway, Sarah is from the States, but these days she lives in Paris, like me. And basically, Sarah loves pub quizzes. In fact, she loves them so much that she decided to run her own pub quiz nights here in Paris in English, which she does every Sunday evening. So Sarah writes questions and reads them out in a local pub for teams of people to answer in competition with each other. Sarah also has her own podcast in which she quizzes her friends on various bits of trivia relating to their interests. Her podcast is called the Paris Quiz Mistress Podcast. So in this episode, I thought that I would chat to Sarah about her love of quizzes and then we could quiz each other with some fun questions and you can see if you know the answers and generally try to keep up with the conversation and develop your English in the process. So that's what you're going to get. And this is a swap cast, which means that both Sarah and I are publishing this on our respective podcasts. Before we continue, I think I should give you a little bit of support here before I throw you into the deep end in this episode and make you listen to this fairly fast conversation between two native speakers. I think I should give you just a little bit of support here at the beginning. So let me clarify a couple of bits of vocabulary and some culture, which are key concepts for this episode. And I also have a few questions for you to consider in order to help you prepare to understand this episode more easily. So we'll start with a couple of words and concepts. So the first one is just a, a quiz, right? The word quiz. Now, forgive me, if I'm stating the obvious here, but a quiz is a fun game or competition in which someone tests your knowledge by asking you questions and you compete with others to answer those questions. Quizzes are usually done just for fun, unlike tests or exams, for example, which are done not for fun. Um, so quizzes usually involve questions relating to trivia, right? 
And that's the next word, trivia, which is a noun. Um, trivia basically means trivial information or facts which are interesting or amusing, but not really presented for a specific purpose. Right. So that's just trivia. Just sort of, oh, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Right. That's basically as deep as it gets with trivia. OK. Oh, that's pretty interesting. OK. So that's trivia. Just sort of fun facts, random bits of general knowledge, facts and figures, names, dates, places, moments in history, pop culture and things like that. So that's trivia. Now, the next thing is a pub quiz. And as the name suggests, a pub quiz is a quiz done in a pub. Big surprise there. But pub quizzes are a very common feature of normal life in the UK, where any good pub will have a quiz night uh, every week. And if you've ever spent time living in the UK, then you might have noticed this. You might have sort of noticed all the pub quiz nights that happen in the local pubs. Uh, perhaps on a weekday evening in the local pub, you might see teams of people sitting at tables, competing against each other to answer questions which are read out by a host who might be speaking into a microphone or something. It's sort of an excuse to just be in the pub and have a few drinks, but it's also a really fun way to spend an evening with other people. A good host will prepare some tricky but achievable questions that make you think and that could spark some conversation later in the evening. And the host might throw in some funny comments here and there just to keep things light. The questions are often quite convoluted and might sound more difficult than they actually are. But at the end, the answer sheets from each team are marked and the winning team wins a prize, typically a bottle of wine or something like that. And uh, pub quizzes are also known as trivia nights in some places. So there you go. That's pub quizzes. Now, does that sound familiar to you? This is the world of the pub quiz. Are they a common feature in your country? Do you have pub quizzes? Do they? Do you have quizzes? Do they happen in pubs? Do you have pubs? Do you have? I don't know about. Do you? Do you have questions? Do you? You know? Do you have facts where you live? Do, uh, are there other people? I don't know where you are. Anyway, do you have pub quizzes where you come from? Are quizzes a sort of a normal part of everyday life in various situations? So fun quizzes like this also take place in other situations too. And I'm, I'm just talking about the UK here and UK culture, but also other English speaking places too, because often things are similar in our cultures, like, you know, the UK, the USA and other English speaking places like, you know, Australia or Ireland or, or wherever, right? Our cultures are pretty similar in some regards. And I think quizzes and pub quizzes are kind of things that you find in all those places. But what about what about for you? I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you, isn't it? I'm sure you have quiz nights and stuff, but I don't know. Anyway, where I'm from, quizzing is sort of part of our DNA. Any excuse for a quiz, basically, especially if it takes place in a pub. Uh, but also it could be in other situations like at a family get together, you know, when you're with your family, or it could be at school or even at, uh, at work, Christmas parties and things like that. So I'm sorry for my rambling here. I'm rambling. I know some of you are like, oh, he's just rambling, right? I know, but sorry for rambling here. But seriously, 
I'm saying these things because thinking about this stuff before you actually listen to the conversation might help you focus your attention on the topic of this conversation a bit more closely. And uh, that will allow you to follow things more easily and therefore um, learn more English from this. And then as a result, get a feeling of accomplishment in your life, which you carry with you bringing extra positivity and confidence, which ultimately helps to make you more successful and fulfilled as a person in your life, which then impacts on other people in similar ways. And the benefits then spread out from you in concentric circles, improving the lives of other people around you. And then they start smiling a bit more. And ultimately, the world just becomes that bit better, which makes all the difference to the global balance of everything. And basically, I save the world with my podcast, okay? That's all I'm trying to do. So don't stand in my way, okay? The fate of the world depends on this, okay? Now, just in case this introduction wasn't long enough, I'm now going to quickly read out the questions that Sarah and I are going to ask each other in this episode, just to give you a chance, just to give you a fighting chance to understand them in advance so that you don't get lost in the conversation, okay? Remember, I'm just trying to save the world with my podcast, so forgive the rambling introduction. It's not really rambling, Luke. You've, you've got very specific aims. You know what you're doing, don't you? Actually, I, thanks for saying that. I do know what I'm doing. There is method to the madness. Trust me, okay? Trust me. So yeah, let me just read out the questions. You see, I am committed to helping you learn English, and that means that I'm willing to make these episode introductions at least three minutes longer than they should be in order to give you a helping hand in understanding fast-paced and naturalistic dialogues between native speakers of English. That is how much I care. So listen to these questions. Try to understand them. And can you answer them? Do you know the answers to them? If you do that, you'll be more prepared to understand the conversation and all of the other bits of chat that happen, um, you know, uh, as a result of these questions being asked. So here are several questions, first of all, which we used as examples of quiz questions at the beginning. So the first one is this. How many countries make up the UK? And can you name those countries? That's a classic question which I've asked a number of times before on the podcast, but there it is. How many countries make up the UK and can you name those countries? Next question is this one. Which Eastern European country? Now, that's already um, a subject for discussion, the expression Eastern Europe, and some people disagree with it. Some people say that is an old-fashioned uh, phrase and countries that are often included in the term Eastern Europe, sometimes don't like being called Eastern Europe. They're like, we're not Eastern Europe, we're Central Europe. What are you talking about? Anyway, so forgive the phrase Eastern European, but that's okay. I'm sure you understand. Now, which Eastern European country shares zero of the same borders that it shared borders with in 1989, although its physical borders have not moved? Yes, that's an example of a con convoluted quiz question, but sometimes the convoluted ones are the most interesting. Which Eastern European country shares zero or none of the same borders with countries that it shared borders with in 1989, although its physical borders have not moved? That's a complicated one, but, you know, that'll be explained later. And then um, specifically here, Sarah's questions for me 
So she asked me nine questions. Now, these questions might seem a bit random, but Sarah is a great quiz mistress. And there is a link between all the answers to these questions. There is a link between them all. And it's it's a link which is tailored to me somehow. So can you spot that link? And do you know the answers to these questions? So um, the first one is this. For which film did the MPAA, that's a film classification board, like a film regulator in America, for which film did the MPAA refuse to allow use of Ben Stiller's character's last name in the title unless filmmakers could find an actual person with that last name? I'm not going to repeat it because you will hear it again uh, in the conversation. Second question. What second novel by English author Charles Dickens is alternatively titled The Parish Boy's Progress? Third, what film series began in 1988 and stars Bruce Willis as John McClane? Fourth question, in British English, it means eraser. In American English, it means condom. What is it? Number five, what is the type of gun that features as a weapon in the board game Cluedo? Question six from Sarah to me. Uh, Scar Tissue is the name of Anthony Kiedis's autobiography. Anthony Kiedis? Anthony Kiedis? Kiedis. Scar Tissue is the name of Anthony Kiedis's autobiography, as well as one of his hits with which band? Question seven. P.D. James, Edgar Allan Poe and Gaston LaRue are all writers specialising in what genre? Number eight. The flags of Romania, Colombia and Moldova all primarily feature which three colours? And question nine. The first episode of what television drama opens with the news that the RMS Titanic has sunk? So those are Sarah's questions for me. Okay, do you know the answers? Listen on and you'll find out. And then um, my questions. Well, my questions for Sarah are actually really quite stupid. And in fact, I'm not going to list them here because they're all too silly. And I'll let you discover them in all their glory as you listen to the episode. So just listen on if you want to hear my questions for Sarah. But to give you a heads up, they focus on music uh, movies, well, one movie to be exact, and British English slang. So there is definitely some vocabulary to learn here. In any case, whether you can answer these questions or not, I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation about trivia and that you manage to keep up with it all and pick up some English. I will chat to you again very, very briefly at the end, but it's now time to get started properly. And here we go. Hey, Luke. Hello, Sarah. So we are here in the beautiful studios of Baba Bam. Yeah, it's very nice. We're in a kind of uh, bunker underground. Yep. A soundproofed bunker, mm. which is a nice place to be recording a podcast. We're both wearing masks as well. Yes, and our microphone is wearing a mask. <laughs> That's right. The microphones have got uh, sort of um, pop filters on them, and then they've got little extra mask coverings <laughs> on them, so you don't have to wash the pop filter. And then we're wearing masks as well, so plosive sounds are not a problem in this um, in this episode. Certainly not. Yeah. 
breathing not sure might be a difficult <laughs> might might be a challenge later well sorry we're used to it now are you, you are you used to wearing a mask now yeah i mean we were stuck in our houses so long that i was like i will if, if i can leave my house i will wear a mask for however long <laughs> wherever you want like yeah bring it on yeah absolutely uh, but it's very nice. Thank you for. Uh, well, thank you for. Should we mention Julian? I think we should. Well, and we have. <laughs> we have, haven't we? Who is Ju- Who is Julian? So, um, Julian uh, is my coworker. I work for Bababem, which is a podcast studio based in Paris, based in this basement mm. recording bunker where we are at. And uh, Julian's one of our sound techs, and he is graciously. Agreed to help us out with this uh, this little extracurricular activity. Yeah, he's doing the sound. Uh, what is it? Sound, he's the sound tech, as you said, the sound tech. So he's dealing with all the technology relating to the sound. Thanks, Julian. He, you're welcome. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners can hear Julian's voice, but we can hear. They can't. They can't. Okay, he said. Fortunately, he said. Uh, but anyway, listeners. He has a nice voice. You can imagine the nice voice of Julian. Uh, in our earphones occasionally anyway so yeah thanks for inviting me over to to the studio it's not free because the cost of using the studio is that we have to plug baba bam's show which is called do you really know Mm. which is three minutes on a sort of buzzworthy topic it publishes every weekday and you can find it on uh, all of your Favorite places to listen to Luke's English podcast, certainly, yeah. or the Paris Quizmistress podcast, for that matter. Wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you find Luke's English podcast, except, of course, the Luke's English podcast app, which is only for Luke's English <laughs> podcast, I'm afraid. But other- otherwise, yes, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Do You Really Know? Do You Really Know? Do You Really Know? You've What's, heard wh- about it, but do you really know? Right. What's the, where, which word is emphasized in that? Is it do you really know or do you really know or is it do you really know or is it do you really know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the really. Do you really know? Right. That's the name of the podcast, folks. Three minutes per episode. Yep. It's in English. Yep. That's good, isn't it, listeners? That's a nice alternative to the <laughs> sometimes epically long episodes of Luke's English podcast. And your podcast is called uh, the Paris Quiz Mistress. Paris Quiz Mistress podcast. The Paris Quiz. Yes. The Paris Quiz Mistress podcast. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, I mean, I'm the Paris Quiz Mistress. You are. I, uh, I got my name because I host pub quizzes in Paris, and people would come into the bar and say, "Hey, where's the quiz master?" And because we're in France, we like to feminize all the names of job titles. Yes, that's a French thing, isn't it? It's a very French thing. So I said, well, I, I can't, you know, I, I, I identify um, as a woman and master doesn't really quite feel correct. Mm-hmm. And what's the feminized job title of a master? Well, that would be a mistress. Yes. Which sounds uh, naughty. It does. It sounds, <laughs> Paris Quiz mistress sounds like, yes, you're, someone is having an affair with you. Um, and answering uh, questions on trivia at the same time. <laughs> I found my um, my Google um, like search data, like people who found my podcast on Google, what did they search for? And some of it was 
a little bit lewd. <laughs> so the people, some people are looking for a mistress in Paris. And that's two of the words in your podcast title. And they search for a mistress in Paris and they, oh, this podcast looks interesting. I think I'll listen to this. <laughs> so sorry for all of you folks who, <laughs> that's your case. But I do hope you enjoy a quiz. They're waiting. They've been, I don't know how many episodes in they are, waiting. When, when, do we, when can we meet? That's probably what they're thinking. Well, I hope you've been, you've been enjoying the trivia, guys. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So uh, do you really know? The Paris Quiz Mistress podcast and Luke's English podcast, uh, all being recorded in what's the name of the studio again? Um, ba ba bam. Ba ba bam. Ba ba bam studios. Studios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, do you want to do your Paris Quiz Mistress uh, uh, thing? What's <laughs> what do you what would you normally do? This is a swap cast. This is where you know this recording is going to be published on both of our podcasts. Yeah. And so. Um, we were talking earlier about like, well, wait a minute. Who, so who's the host of this? I know we're going to like step on each other's little host toes. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> what would you normally ask at this point in an episode of your podcast with your guest? Well, I, I'm very curious to know what your relationship is with trivia and quizzing because I don't um, – from my point of view, I don't think you have a very strong relationship with trivia and quizzing just because you don't come to my <laughs> trivia nights. I know. I'm very bad. Shame, um, shame on me. But you, you know what? This is making up for it. You I know? Have... For 10 years, you haven't been coming to my <laughs> trivia nights. But look, like I, <laughs> I, know. I, get, t- I get now I get this is your punishment. I have to quiz you one on one. Well, the thing is, I actually really love pub quizzes. But obviously, <laughs> not enough because I haven't been to yours and uh, I totally should, but uh, I, you have to just take my word for it that I do love a pub quiz, um, and I'm you know very sorry that I haven't been to yours. Every time I see you, you know we talk about it, and you and you remind me you know to, uh, about it, and I'm like oh I must come, and then I just don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to be fair, anytime I like happen upon a Brit uh, in Paris, I'm like well. You know what a tri- trivia night is. Yes. You know you you know what a pub quiz is. Like the concept is clear to you, and that is half the battle in this city. So, yeah. well, because <laughs> here uh, people don't know the concept of a pub quiz. It's not so much in the culture. Um, when I explain it to people, because a lot of times, you know, I, I host in some bars that attract a lot of tourists or a lot of people like passing through mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily there for the quiz. So I'll be like, hi, we're doing a quiz tonight. And uh, it's panicked looks. Like quiz? <laughs> what, like a test? Yeah. An English test? <laughs> kind of. People, yeah, people do get, get, get a little bit nervous. And I said, you know, don't worry, it's just like school, except there's beer. Um <laughs> And, you know, it doesn't – my quizzes don't cost anything to participate um, and you could win drinks and it's, you know, very low pressure. And you, we also have a prize for the best team name. That's good because so. that's all part of the fun is coming up with inventive team names. Exactly. Have you had any, any good names that you can think of at this moment? Oh, yes. I had um, – the best team name uh, this past Monday was uh, – <laughs> The, what was it? It was Communist Pirate Ship USSR. Oh, wow. 
communist pirate ship USS R. Exactly. Because of course pirates go R. Yes, that、they? was a, that was、yeah. that was the joke. Well, exactly. I have to explain these things. I know. To, to my listeners who are、I、like, sorry, what? <laughs>、uh, communist pirate ship USSR. Right. So, actually, how do we know each other? Well, we certainly don't know each other from pub quizzes. No, and I'm sorry again about that. <laughs> I feel bad, but、uh, anyway, yes, no, we don't. Okay, there's no hard feelings. I'm not one of your quizzing friends,、uh, but we know each other、uh, through mutual friends. Most mainly, well,、right? I would say I know you because I'm a big fan of your work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Which work is that? <laughs> well, I when I first moved to Paris, I started coming to stand-up shows、mm. through our friend,、uh, friend of the pod, Sarah Donnelly, friend of both of our pods. Yes, indeed. And、um, so I knew her, and basically we moved to Paris at the same time. Uh, another friend of the pod, Molly Martinez, introduced us, and、uh, yeah, I just started coming to stand-up nights, and you were one of the comedians, and I was like, "Sarah's funny, but like Luke is <laughs> really, really <laughs> doing it for me." <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't tell Sarah you said that. She knows. She knows. No, I don't know. I think I think I I, I I'm a big Eddie Izzard fan.、Um, I think just a, anything that's British is going to be funnier to me. Yeah. Okay. I love Amber Minogue. Yes, she's wonderful. I think it's the dryness. Uh huh. I think it's the dryness the dry, that really speaks to me. The dry humor, the sort of understatement or something. I'm a huge Eddie Izzard fan too,、um, and that's yeah, that's kind of like the the surreal side of things as well. Yes. Oh, great, great. So you、yes. won me over, and then、um, I think someone said, "Do you want to meet Luke after the show?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I can talk to him. <laughs> so he's,、wow. get, he's getting embarrassed now, yeah, listeners. He's, tur- he's turning red under his mask. I'm blushing now <laughs> under my mask. <laughs> well, that's nice. Nice to know. Yeah. Well, thanks for laughing during the during the stand up shows. That's always good. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's why I come. <laughs> so, what about quizzing then? Right. You want to know about my relationship with quizzes? Yes, don't you? please.、Um, so, as a Brit, as you said. I definitely know what the concept of a pub quiz is. That it's a, it's almost like an institution in British life. And so,、uh, of course, I've been to lots of pub quizzes, and have taken part quite seriously sometimes. Because when I take part in a pub quiz, I want to win. You know, right? Of course, very I mean, important. Obviously, the beer is is part of the enjoyment and the socialising and all the rest of it. But normally, when I'm with my team at the table. I try to instill a sense of、um, what's the word for it, a sense of、uh, motivation、mm-hmm. and team spirit that we're going to win this quiz. And I like to focus on the questions and really try and win the quiz. And、um, and you know,、I've, I don't have a bad record.、Um, the last quiz that I participated in with my wife, we won that. We won a bottle of champagne. So it's a British thing. It's a family thing as well. Uh, my family, we like to do quizzes with each other. So when we get together, we will actually these days we actually、uh, will write、uh, sets of questions, which we then at various times will will ask each other. 
So, wow. uh, so you know, my dad writes his questions, my mum writes her questions, my brother, me, my wife. You know, we all write our questions, and then at various times we just ask each other the questions. So, at holidays or family get-togethers, holidays, yeah. family get-togethers, we have uh, the Thompson family quizzes. And they often involve lots of uh, frustration. People get upset because they don't know the answers. Uh, and there's competition, especially between my parents. I see. There's, you know, who's the most intelligent and uh, and all that sort of thing. Uh, my strengths are, are you know, pop culture, uh, music, movies. All right. Yes. Maybe those... some of this will come in handy. I hope so. Um, <laughs> as an English teacher as well, uh, to adults... Uh, quizzes are a, uh, a thing that you do as an English teacher. And for example, oh, yeah. at the end of an English course uh, in London, when I used to work in London at the school I worked in, we would have a big school pub quiz at the end of the course. And a lot of the time... This, at the pub? Yeah, we'd take them all down to the pub. There'd be about sort of 40 students wow. in teams. We would have The teachers would have got together and agreed all the questions in different categories and we'd do it and the students wouldn't really understand what was going on what the purpose of it was it's like is this is this teacher is this included in my assessment like no it's just for fun do you understand fun you know what fun you know just a fun quiz um and uh we'd ask them questions about british culture you know the standard things about the queen and about the line of succession to the throne and uh, a classic question being how many countries are there in the uk and can you name them and uh, you'd be surprised. Can you can you answer that question? I hope so. Go ahead. Well, um, it would be four. Yes. It would be England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Yes, bingo. Great Britain would be not including Northern Ireland. So effectively, and correct me if I'm wrong, Northern Ireland can't participate in the Olympics because <laughs> it's Team Great Britain. Yeah. Why is that? Well... Yeah, I, the, see, the thing is that the you've heard my stand-up routine, haven't you? Because that's one of the things I detail in my stand-up. Anyway, but um, do you mention the Olympics? Not. Uh, I've got stuff about the Olympics, but not the thing about Northern Ireland. The thing is about Great Britain compared. So the United Kingdom, as you said, is those four countries, but Great Britain, I don't think, is a is actually the name of a country. Oh, it's the island. It's the geographical name of the of that big that big the biggest island of the of the islands. Be that as it may, it is Team GB. Correct. So GB or Great Britain or Britain is sort of used as a word it, that means the United Kingdom. It's it's a bit sort of complicated and a bit vague in some ways. So when people say Britain or Great Britain or Team GB, they actually mean Team UK. But if but I I, I still I need to look into Northern Irish Olympians. I didn't do my homework. But this is something I've always wondered about. <laughs> Good because point. Because technically... Yeah. I know. I'm sure that there are Olympians, gold, you know, medal winners who come from uh, Northern Ireland. I can't name any off the top of my head, which is a pity. Uh, but I'm sure that there are. Because if they were exempt from the Olympics, that would be shocking, wouldn't it? It would be. This um, is why I'm wondering. I always see. <laughs> wondering I that, why isn't why aren't more people taking to the street? We know that there have been troubles in that region. The troubles, <laughs> but I, yeah, the troubles. <laughs> I don't think it was because of the Olympics, but maybe that was like just the straw that broke the camel's back. You know that they're like we're already really angry about the whole cultural and political and religious makeup of this part of the 
the world, ah, <laughs> the English, the Irish, ah, reunite Ireland. No, it's part of Britain. What is Britain? Ah, uh, but anyway, the main thing, like, uh, guys, 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 uh, you know, you can't take part in the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're on dodgy ground here. Let's stop talking about the, <laughs> the troubles um, back, and move on. <laughs> anyway, I love quizzes, and you do too. How did you get into doing quizzing, and uh, what's the appeal of, of of being the quiz mistress? I really, so I really like being right. <laughs> it's, yes, uh, it's my greatest strength and my biggest flaw. <laughs> okay, so wait. Uh, uh, as a as a participant in quizzes, so did you did you participate in lots of quizzes before you decided right? I've had enough of this. I want to have the answers now. So it wasn't it wasn't really a conscious decision. So yeah, I I really love quizzing. I love participating. I love participating in quizzes, um, and I have for ever really. Um, whenever there was like something in school like that or you know i think just like tr- like books of trivia fun facts like i would watch endless like ripley's believe it or not like mm-hmm. all this like kind of stuff i think yeah i think all all the books that i had were like <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred badass women from from history who yeah. did something weird um and they each one is like a just a couple of sentences yeah exactly about what that woman did what that that woman did or what that just a couple of sentences rather than reading in depth exactly it's more like just give me give me lots of small facts about many things yes yeah okay yeah i i, I say that i can um i can speak on any subject for five minutes right which is i mean it comes in handy because you know you meet anyone um, at a party or wherever when we used to have parties yeah. um, when <laughs> and, you know, whatever like job they do or whatever they're into, I can like be engaged with them for five minutes and then I have to like go get another drink. <laughs> Move on to someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, 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 you know, find out what they do and then give them factoids about that. A little or, bit. Yeah. yeah. But, but I dress it up. You know. Yeah. But um, what did you what did you study though? Because you did you go to, you went to university? Did I you? did. I well I stu- well I studied French yeah and uh, communications, which means not a whole lot mm-hmm. communication. It's a, it's a bit of an empty. You know, you can kind of project what you want onto it. So I projected um, media studies, which is also a bit yeah. void of meaning. That's kind of what I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but didn't you go into some depth though in in that? Didn't you do stuff about culture and uh, well, sort cultural of. studies and film studies and things like that? Maybe I I'm I'm, a, I'm mostly focused on journalism. Yeah, which is great because I work with newsrooms now. You work so. with Julian. I work with Julian. Julian works with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, the reason I ask that is because oh, why did I ask that? Because it's the the thing of like trivia, meaning like knowing lots of, well, they call it trivia because it's apparently trivial, like not very important things. Right. But knowing many not very important things. So rather than learning about one thing in a lot of depth, you've learned about many things. Yeah. In, in, I mean. In a sort of a shallow way. <laughs> that well, doesn't sound yeah. very nice. That's not. No, but it's true. And it's like, I think that there, I, I know that my. Mm, knowledge is a mile wide and an inch deep or a kilometer wide and a centimeter deep, whichever you prefer metric or 
yes. imperial. Yes. And I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, the reason that I enjoy trivia is because I get a lot of satisfaction from that recall yeah. and from, you know, the joy of trivia isn't just saying, you know, um, naming an Olymp a Northern Irish Olympian, for example, yeah, off the top of your head. Exactly. No, it's, it's finding something that is rare. So for example, okay, I had, um, I didn't even write this question, but I surfaced it mm -hmm. and it was a, it was a zinger about, um, it was a geography question that I asked last week at the pub quiz. And the question was, which Eastern European country okay. shares zero of the same borders with the countries that it bordered in 1989? Wow. Although its physical borders have not moved. Wait. So, okay. Can you repeat that question? Yes. So there's a country in Eastern Europe. Okay. And from 1989, yes, compared to 2022, yes, zero of the same bordering nations. Wow! But its physical borders, yes, the same. Okay, so it's it's a country that borders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like that is yeah. that's trivia. You have to find the nugget in a set of facts. Yes. Because borders changing between, you know, for the past 30 years, mm -hmm. it's a fact. It's not trivia. It's, but it's very interesting because it basically is a little door into a much, much wider subject, which is about the, 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 the geopolitical changes that happened as a result of the fall of the Iron Curtain and how so many different countries sort of changed their names and, and you know, those sorts of things and how there were various, you know, yeah. Uh, political changes that happened and and that one question is being so specific it's asking for only one it's a very closed question in a sense because it, it has to be pretty yes. tight that's or else you get skewered at the bar right you yeah 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 it has to be a very clear straight single answer yeah otherwise it's a nightmare where people are st start disputing mm. yeah uh, but yeah so the point being that trivia is a very specific question with a very specific answer that sort of makes people think about a much, much wider um, and more complex um, thing. You have to bring in knowledge from different areas um, yeah. and you kind of have to talk it out. Um, so like for me, not every question is going to do that sort of, you know, be that magic sauce. But basically, it's a bad question if everyone knows the answer and it's a bad question if nobody knows the answer. Yeah. So I need to hit that sweet spot in the middle and figuring out out exactly how much information to give, how to frame it. That's sort of what I like about hosting and what I like about solving as well. <laughs> We're going to answer that question in a second oh, yeah, uh, quickly. Can. But yeah. <laughs> um, what happens in the room when you ask a really good question that like, only some people know? What, what, what do you notice occurring in the room? when the, It when gets it... really quiet. Really? Yeah. Because they're thinking. Yeah. But does, do they not start discussing and do they start whispering and stuff? They start, yeah, whispering. So I can always tell when to move on to the next question when the noise level goes up a little bit. Because then we're, they're just entering social chit-chat yeah. at that point. Mm -hmm. And that, so they're, they're not actually focused. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Interesting stuff. And so to, to answer your question, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, should we, should we give yes. the folks the I, answer? I, well, I, I want you to I want, I well, want you to know. 
I could. Like, I, it would take me ages of of just blathering on um, <laughs> and trying to work it's it out without a team and not maybe not getting the answer. So I don't, I'm just going to say I don't know. So it's Poland. It's Poland. Julian, did you know that? Absolutely not. He said. <laughs> Poland. Okay, we could we you see we could start to explore the reasons why and tell the story, but do we have time no, for that? No, because no, it's, we... that that would be not trivia. Okay. Well, listeners, you know, you could look it up. And <laughs> Polish people, there I've got Polish listeners to my podcast. They'll all be I don't know what. Uh happy that we're talking about them, but maybe <laughs> maybe. maybe upset that we are not going into more detail and some of them are going, "Luke, what you didn't know?" Um anyway, uh, okay, now, what do we do next on the Paris Quiz Mistress podcast? What happens next? What happens next? Well, I think we should do some some trivia. No, yeah, let's let's start quizzing. Okay, may I do the honors and kick us off? Yes, as, as the quiz mistress. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna ask me your questions, and then I will ask you my questions. Good. I'm going to try to hold the sheet. So okay, so I'm, I'm not going to cheat. I'm, I'm not... also going to take a sip of water. I don't know if you want also a sip of water. I'll, I'll take a sip of water as well because <laughs> water is important, listeners. I hope, did you know that? <laughs> which liquid, question number one, which molecule... <laughs> Are you still okay with the mask? It's all right by me. It's okay, okay by you. Yeah. We probably sound a bit muffled. This is me without the mask, listeners. Listen yes. to the clear tone of my voice. <laughs> Slightly sibilant, but still very clear. <laughs> no, this is me with the mask on. It's fine. It's fine. Is this the best recording you've ever done, Julian? Julian? Julian's laughing. Love the way he said that in a very dispassionate voice. Yes, I am laughing. <laughs> I am. I am really enjoying this recording. Julian should come to your stand up. <laughs> Julian is still trying to understand the, the whole Poland question. It's, it, Poland's got an interesting and complicated uh, history. Mm. Fascinating place, he said, trying to make the Polish people feel, feel, <laughs> feel good. Um, okay. If I hold this here, will you just not look at I'm it? I'm just not going to look at the page. Sarah's got a page with all the questions on it, listeners, and I am now turning in my seat. So no, I'm facing to... a different direction, so I don't inadvertently look at the answers. Is that okay for the mic? This is fine. I'm <laughs> not asking you. Uh, Julian, it's fine, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> All right. So here goes your very own personal pub trivia quiz, not in a pub. Here we go. Luke. Yes. For which mm -hmm. film... Did the MPAA? So, do you know what the MPAA is? Uh, the MPAA is in Eng in England. So, it's the British Board of Film yeah. Classification. So they decide the age ratings for films. Exactly. So it's the Motion Motion Picture Association of America. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, for which film did the MPAA refuse to allow use of Ben Stiller's character's last name in the title, unless? Filmmakers could find an actual person with that last name. I'm sorry, but you will have to r repeat. I think I know the answer, but for the benefit so, of some of my listeners, you may have to repeat that question, please. Thank you. It's a film yes. uh, with the actor Ben Stiller. Mm -hmm. And this ratings board yes. said, you cannot call this film what you want to call this film unless... You find a real person with this name. So it's a film with Ben Stiller, and in this film, he's Ben Stiller has a, an unusual surname, 
and they wanted to put the surname in the title of the film and the film board classification board association yes <laughs> who are, i don't know if they are bored uh, maybe boring but they uh if you're they, bored then you're boring i suppose so mm. yes only boring people get bored there you go listeners so if you ever complain about a length, the length of one of my episodes again, <laughs> think twice. <laughs> Do you get many complaints? Not really. Okay. No. Um, they're, not, they're not there anymore. Yeah, they're, they're skeletons. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's got to be one of the uh, Meet the Parents uh, sequels. Is it Meet the Fockers? It is. Congratulations. Yeah. First go one. On. Yes. Got one right. Yes. I'm, this is good. I'm better at this than penalties. Than England are at penalty. In British people, English people generally are better at quizzes than penalties. But we're better at most things than we are at penalties. Never Is mind. Is this a football? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Never mind. Um, so meet the meet the Fockers. I wonder what that is called around the world. What's it called in France? Do we know, Julian? You can't Google a quiz. <laughs> Julian just Googled the answer, listeners. He's cheating in the control room. Anyway, uh, Julian, what's... <laughs> What's, what, what, Robert, mes parents et moi. Mon beau-père, sorry. I was like Robert, I was like Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, 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 my stepfather, my parents and, and, and me, or, yeah, okay. But in, in, Ameri- in the, the English title, Meet the Fockers, because his name is Greg Fokker, right? F-O-K-K-E-R. F-O-C-K. F-O-C-K-E-R. Mm, yep. Greg Fokker, which is, you know, many laughs in the film as a result of Robert De Niro calling him Fokker. You know, well done, Fokker, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I'm glad I got that right. I'm next. glad you did too. This yeah. is starting off strong. Um, next question. What second novel by English author Charles Dickens is alternately titled The Parish Boy's Progress? The Parish Boy's Progress or yes. Progress. Sorry. Yes. That's all right. <laughs> uh, in British, British English. Um, so, the, uh, so basically, Charles Dickens' second novel, The Parish Boy's Progress. Oh, dear listeners, I'm ashamed to say that I don't know which one is the second of his novels. But The Parish Boy's Progress, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speculate that this is the story about the progress of a boy. So I'm going to say Great Expectations. That is wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. How terrible. I got it wrong. Everyone thinks I'm a stupid idiot. <laughs> I'm sure that's normal. The they already thought that. <laughs> um, would you like to try again? Um, progress of a boy. Um, progress of a boy. Is it, is that like a paraphrase of the title? Like the sort no. Of, no, I, no, I don't want to try again. Okay. I, I want to cash in my chips. That's all right. Um, the correct answer is Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, of course, the progress of a boy, of course. Well, I, you know, I thought of, in my defense, I thought of Great Expectations because it is about the, he, he goes from a boy to a man and everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen? Everyone's expecting him to great, do great things, hence the title. And oh, how's his progress getting along? Has he done great things yet? See, that's way more than I could have told you about that book. <laughs> and more than I probably could have told you about Oliver Twist. So this is my, this is, see, trivia is just, yeah, just it's really s- just, it's really just that. Surface, skimming the surface. Exactly. <laughs> I could tell you, Oliver Twist, food, glorious food. Yeah. 
please, sir, I want some more. Yes. And that's it. I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> um, Except the alternate title is Parish Boys Progress. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. And it was his second novel. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, damn. I'm, so, I'm just, f- so, just so everyone feels okay about their level of knowledge yes. of stuff. Yes. Yes. 50% hit rate, listeners. <laughs> I've got to improve. Desperately need a, 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 a correct answer now. Yes. Okay. So next question we have... What film series began in 1988 and stars Bruce Willis as John McClane? Oh, this is a little gift that you've given to me. It's Die Hard, of course. Um, Die Hard. Yeah, that's the answer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing the first Die Hard in a motel in the States, in the United States with my brother. Uh, we were on holiday. It was 1989. Wow. We, we were on holiday uh, with my parents. It was just a fantastic holiday where we traveled around the States. We were in a motel at Disneyland in Los Angeles. And we, my, my brother and I were watching TV because, you know, obviously TV with so many channels in an American motel room. And we ended up watching Die Hard. And we, it was just the most amazing thing because it was not edited because when those sorts of american action movies are shown on british tv they get edited the 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 very violent bits are cut and the swearing is cut as well in, in hilariously <laughs> so instead of saying yippee kaye motherfucker he goes yippee kaye kimosavi and uh <laughs> instead of saying fuck you they go freak you yeah. and um you know that sort of thing. I don't know if you can include those rude, <laughs> rude language words. Rude language words. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember us watching it, and there's a bit where he shoots a guy in the knees, and you see his the je- his jeans get all tattered, and there's blood. And my my brother and I were like, "Wow, never <laughs> seen a guy get shot in the knees before. This is America is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> and then you met Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and then next day it was Mickey Mouse and stuff. And but in the backs of our minds, we were thinking, "God." That bit where he shot him in the knees was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Best part of Look, your there's, holiday. There's Daffy Duck or Donald <laughs> Duck, one of the ducks. <laughs> one of the ducks. Uh, next question. Mm-hmm. In British English, Ooh. it means eraser. Yeah. In American, it means condom. Yep. What is it? It's a rubber. That's correct. That's right. So if you are ever in the United States and you, well, either would like to have sex um, without fear of contracting a, 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 some sort of disease or uh, getting pregnant, then ask for a rubber. Whereas if you're in the UK and you'd like to do that, ask for a, con- a condom. Um, or alternatively, if you've drawn something with a pencil and you'd like to remove it, Ask for a condom. No. Where? Ask what? For, wear a, where? Always wear a condom. Where? Yes. Always, regardless of what you're doing. Wrap it before you tap it. Exactly. If you're, if you're illustrating something with a pencil or you are... Uh, it's just safer. Generally safer. Generally safer. Yeah. I'm yeah. wearing one right now. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Amazing. It's just, it's really... I learned my lesson. The best practice. <laughs> Um, next question. Yes, I'm ready for the next question. What is the type of gun that features as a weapon in Cluedo? You've, uh, oh, 
Includer. Includer. For some reason, I thought you were going to ask me what what's Dirty Harry's gun. I was hoping you'd ask me that. You know, but anyway. I know that you're a fan of guns because you're a fan of shooting people <laughs> shooting in the people's knees. knees. <laughs> yeah. Bullets mainly in the knees. That's the. Main. What am I talking about? I, I'm really not a fan of people getting shot in the knees. Um, anyway, it's only in that film, which is great. Really great, great standout moment. Anyway, uh, the weapon. Which weapon is it in Cluedo? Cluedo, yep. the board game where you have to work out who got murdered and how and where. Yep. Uh, lead pipe. Sh- is it sh- what kind of gun is it? It's a gun, is it? There's a firearm. There's one. Yeah, there's one gun. I want to know what type. It, it, hmm. So it's either going to be a revolver or a shotgun or a rifle. Um, oh, damn. Why can't I remember? A bl- or is it a blunderbuss? <laughs> you know, those ones that farmers in England used to have where it looks a bit like a shotgun, but at the end it kind of goes out like a trumpet. Oh, and you is that can, what that is? Yeah, you can put anything in it. So it doesn't <laughs> you have, could just shoot anything. Yeah, literally, you just put whatever you've got in there, <laughs> like some old bits of metal or whatever, just some bits of stone, and stick it in the blunderbuss and bam, get off my land. Blam. So you uh, sound way too good at that. Yeah. You've done it before. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Certainly never shot anyone in the knees with a blunderbuss. Never, I promise. Never. Um, uh, All right, I'm going to need a commitment here. Okay, um, okay. It's a double barrel shotgun. That's incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. I really thought it was going to be... I thought it would be... Because, you know, in an old English mansion, there's always a double barrel shotgun lying around somewhere. But it's kind of hard to hide as a murder weapon. Good point. Well, that's why they always get caught in the game. I suppose. Unless you give up, you know, as... as, um, What's the percentage of... Games of Cluedo that have never reached a conclusion. Uh, it's probably quite high. I just, I love the movie. The film is starring Tim Curry. Yeah, I've, never, se- I've never seen it. Okay. When we go home tonight, mm-hmm. I will watch Die Hard and you will watch Clue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the weapon then? So it is a revolver. A revolver. Of course. You you thought of it and you went, you With, went a different direction. A revolver which could be slipped into a pocket. Which is what happens in almost every Sherlock Holmes short story. There's always a point where, home, you know, Watson, we must leave immediately. And then he opens a drawer and sli- slips a revolver into his pocket. It's always that word. It's always slip, Very discreet weapon. slips a revolver into his pocket before mm. they leave to, to confront the criminal. Um, okay. So I'm getting... Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm not you're, very... You're, I'm, you're, doing, you're, doing, you're doing great. I'm doing okay. You're doing great. Um, next question. Scar Tissue is the name of Anthony Kiedis's autobiography, as well as one of his hits with which band? Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a nice question. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very well done. Yes. Okay. Great. Do we need to go on a, a tangent <laughs> about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? We don't. Uh, tangents aren't required. Okay. No. Um, we'll, we, we'll let the listeners pause the podcast and have their own Red Hot Chili Pepper slash Anthony Kiedis singing about having sex in California, which is generally what he does. Yeah, That's like I, his favorite subject, isn't it? This is what I have gathered. Having sex in California is it's a big deal for Anthony. Um, anyway, right. Next on. question. Yeah. P.D. James... Edgar Allan Poe and Gaston Leroux. 
are all writers specializing in what genre? It's the mystery detective um, uh, story. Correct. All right. Yeah. Yes. Do you, are you a fan of uh, mystery novels? I do. I love mystery novels. Um, you mentioned Sherlock Holmes. A huge Sherlock Holmes fan. And um, yeah, just generally love this, love that uh, genre. I need to read all of them, but um, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just read the Sherlock Holmes stories and then read them again. That's my well, style. Instead, whatever of, works. So I should move on to another detective, but um, there's plenty of time left for that. Yes, in indeed. <laughs> Next question: We have the flags of Romania, hmm. Colombia. Mm-hmm. And Moldova all primarily feature which three colors? Okay. Yellow is one of them. Correct. Red is another one. Now, I would... Correct. Shall I go green or blue? Now, if I go green, that's more of an African nation, isn't it? It's like one of the African nations. A lot of of yellow, red, and green. But I think I'm going to go blue. I think it's blue. I think it's yellow, red, and blue. Yes, we got it. Yes. Very good. Did you catch my hint? Uh, no. I said they primarily feature. Primarily. Ah, uh, mm. prime, prime, primary colors. <laughs> prime colors. Prime, that's prime numbers and primary colors. Primary, yes. primary colors, yellow, red. Is, are those the prime, yellow, red, and blue? But what's, what about red, blue, and green, though? I know it's, it's, it's controversial. Yeah, these, these days, I, 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 all color theory is um, controversial. Uh, controversial, like yes. that dress on the internet that time. Exactly. Yeah, that was that, that was yeah optical. Yeah, mm-hmm. optical illusion. Very interesting. Yes. Well, what color was it? Oh, I don't care. I can't remember. It was P- uh, definitely gold and white. I really can't. Honestly, can't remember. I've asked about this on a quiz a lot. Have you really? Yeah, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about. I'm talk- whenever I do this, I'm talking to my listeners. Who, I have understood. They need I'm, some. I'm a fan. I know your format. Okay. They sometimes <laughs> need a little explanation. There was a trending a picture that went around the internet maybe four, five years ago, um, longer than that. Um, and um, it was of a dress. And it was basically, what color is the dress? And some people thought it was pink and gold. No? No. No. Go on. <laughs> it was blue and black, which was it was not. Yeah. Or um white and gold. Okay. And basically half the people thought it was one and half the people thought it was the other and it became a whole cultural phenomenon. Everyone started abusing each other online like don't be ridiculous you wanker. It's obviously blue and green or whatever it was. <laughs> but anyways, what is undisputed is the uh colors of the flags of Moldova and Colombia and Romania. Yeah. I wonder why they go went for those colours. Do you think that they had the same meeting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. They, they just went through the same decision-making process. I don't know. Anyway, interesting. Flags. Fascinating. Flag trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. We have the first episode of what television drama opens with the news that the RMS Titanic has sunk. Oh. Okay. First scene of a television drama. We've just had news, sir. What is it? 
the, the, that big boat, it's the, what, the unsinkable one? Yes, that's it. They called it the Titanic. Well, guess what? Uh, it just arrived at its destination safely. Uh, not exactly, sir. Uh, well, come on, come on, out with it, man. What is it? Um, well, it's sunk. Dun, dun, dun. Opening titles. Uh, is it Downton Abbey? Correct. <laughs> that wasn't quite. The, I appreciated that reenactment. I believe it arrived on the newspaper. And then the newspaper was ironed by the okay. servants and then delivered. So a big visual clue to the audience there. Look, look at the headline of this newspaper, which is just being used in this scene. Look, you see what year it is. Okay, so that's the con- that's the context, historical context. Now, I liked your scene better. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, if anyone out there is listening, what's his name? Fellows, Julian Fellows, not not Julian the producer, Julian, but Julian Fellows, the, the other guy, producer, the other producer, <laughs> the producer and writer of uh, Downton Abbey. Julian, if you would like a holiday. <laughs> And you need someone to write the next Downton Abbey series or film, I'm available, I'm just saying. If you like snappy historical dialogue, <laughs> like the like what you heard there, then I'm your man. Okay. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right. I have, uh, I have another question for you. Okay. And um, the question is, what do the previous nine answers have in common? Oh, God. This is where I should have been paying attention. We can go over them. Okay, quickly go over them. So we had Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Um, We had Oliver Twist. Yeah. We had Die Hard. Okay, Meet the Fockers. We had Rubber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We had uh, The Revolver from Clue. Fockers, Rubber, Hard... Uh, we had mm. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. We also had uh, mystery novels, mystery genre. Yeah. Um, red, yellow, and blue. Red, yellow, yellow, and blue. And we had uh, Downton Abbey. Is it just like stuff that I've liked on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got no idea what the connection is. I'm sorry. So I'm not very clever, you see, but stupid. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, it is an interest of yours that okay. I have woven into this cleverly disguised clues. Um, and there is a key word in each answer. Meet the fuckers, uh, uh, Oliver Twist. Ah, meet, meet the Beatles, twist and shout, red hot chili peppers, red hot chili peppers, red hot, hot. It's Beatles stuff, right, <laughs> listeners? I've worked that out. It's something to do with the Beatles. Something. Now, I'm, I'm trying to work out what the uh, what the connection is. Meet the Beatles was the the first album release by the Beatles in the United States. It was called Meet the Beatles. And uh, Oliver Twist, Twist and Shout was one of their songs. Um, what were the other things? Uh, die Hard. Die, die Hard. Die Hard. Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> especially Ringo. Like, especially Ringo. Ringo's especially still alive. <laughs> <Is> that, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the connection is there with Die Hard. So, I'll, I'll give it to you. The um, 
the nine answers are the are all the words from Beatles albums, and I did them in order of release. Okay. Oh, hard days, night. Exactly. A hard so days, night. Album titles that I, I picked a keyword from each album title. Right. I see. Okay. Well, and the next one. Well, rubber. Rubber. Rubber soul. Yep. Revolver. Just, Revolver. Just the name of the yep. album. Revolver. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sergeant Peppers. Lonely Hearts Club Band. Correct. Mystery. Ne- mystery. Magical Mystery Tour. We had a red, yellow, blue. Red, yellow, blue. Oh, the Red Album and the Blue Album. Because there, <laughs> there are compilation albums called the Red Album and the Blue Album. Um, red, yellow, and blue. Well, that was the answer. One of the keywords is in there. Well, I don't know how it connects to the Beatles. Well, I suppose you're not a fan of Yellow Submarine. Oh, Yellow Submarine. <laughs> okay, right. And Red Submarine and Blue Submarine. Don't forget those ones, too. All them. And the White Album. Right. Which is just called The Beatles. So I suppose one of the clues has got the word the in it. No, I didn't include that one because it was, yeah, you know, yeah, it was technicality, right? Yeah. And Let It Be, I don't know, an Abbey Road? Just Abbey Road, yeah. Abbey Road. Uh, Downton Abbey, yeah. There you go, yeah. Okay, okay. There you go. That was really good fun. Now, uh, it's my turn, isn't it? I suppose. To ask you questions. So yeah. I, I don't know how long this has been going on for, <laughs> much much longer than your episode. Julian, how, how are we doing? <laughs> Almost an hour. It's just standard length for an episode of Luke's English Podcast. Okay, so, uh, Sarah, we, we've said before, so this is, my, this is my chance to ask you my questions that I've written. Yeah, this uh, is when I start panicking because I realize that I'm not, no longer in control of the show. <laughs> yeah, and you should start panicking because this could spiral out of control. Um, so, um, you, we men- you mentioned before how we... Um, we we know Sarah Donnelly, friend of the podcast, and Molly Martinez, also friend of the podcast. I asked Molly actually on Facebook oh, for no. some for some ideas for my <laughs> questions, and she said she simply said, um, "Okay, Hanson." <laughs> I don't know, listeners, if you all know Hanson, they were a, a a band of three brothers with blonde long blonde hair and a nineteen seventies vibe. Um, uh, from the 90s. And that's funny you said they had a 70s vibe. Totally. No? Anyway, Hanson, Harry Potter, Two Hit Wonders, and the movie Anaconda <laughs> is what she said. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, oh, that's very good. Quite I need di- to get her on the pod. <laughs> you do. You definitely do. Now, I started writing questions about Hanson, and to be honest, I mainly have questions about Hanson. No. <laughs> Wait, I, this is amazing. Actually, I do have some questions about Anaconda. Okay. And about some British slang as well. Yes, I I do like a British slang quiz. Yeah. That, that I I okay. Yeah. Okay, I feel I'm feeling better. So let's Okay, so basically you've got so, some questions about Hanson, mm. some questions about Anaconda. <laughs> I I skipped Harry Potter. That's fine. Because I think that you may have done that before. I don't know. But anyway. It's a problematic fave. Uh, plus, I need to. As is Hanson, to be honest. Some of my listeners are going, oh, Luke, you should have done Harry Potter. Because obviously <laughs> some of them are like, oh, we like Harry Potter. But like, no, sorry, we're doing Hanson. <laughs> listeners, Han- so you've got some questions about Hanson, some questions about Anaconda, the, which is a sort of a horror movie about an anaconda that kills <laughs> people in the jungle. Um <laughs> And uh, from the 90s, and then some questions about British slang. Okay, so we're going to start. Excellent. We're going to start with Hanson. Listeners, just a reminder the, the, yeah, three brothers, young. They were young. One of them was like. 
probably too young, really. Well, he, to, I to think have been put into the music industry. Eight, eleven, and thirteen when they eight, had their uh, first uh, big break. That's actually one of my questions. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were looking for me. I'm just trying to make sure. Information. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my listeners know who Hanson are without revealing any of the answers to my questions. Three. I'll let you, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> three brothers. They had blonde hair, quite long blonde hair. And they sort of seemed a bit 1970s. They wrote and played their own songs. They were popular in the 90s. I don't know if they were famous everywhere. Google it, listeners. Hanson. H-A-N-S-O-N. Band. And you'll see. Right. So, question number one. Can you name... Just let me say the whole question before yeah, you yes, jump yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. Jeopardy rules. You're a, you're a fan of Hanson. Or you were I'm, at the time. I'm a, I'm a fanson. Is that the name of their fans? Are you still a fan of Hanson or has your fandom trailed so, off a bit? It's, so it's similar to trivia. It kind of chose me. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Unlike trivia, I, I, uh, I don't always get joy from it. <laughs> but really, it's very complicated. It's very complicated fandom. Almost a painful relationship you have with this group yeah. in some way. Well, you- so I have uh, a very good friend in Scotland and we're friends because we both like Hanson um, and... We're we're, we're we're true fans, which means we've suffered a lot. Really? Yes. Have you seen them live? Yeah, more times than really? I usually admit on a first date. You're a mega. <laughs> you're a really big fan, then. Yeah. Were you? So, like- but but it's but it's 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 sad because you do have to kind of plan your life around. You know, when are they touring? All the time. Still, how many, how many shows are you going to? You have to you know take vacation and then you have to follow them around and it's all it's it's a whole thing. It's very embarrassing because they're very embarrassing now. <laughs> Are they now? Um, yeah, I think they've been like deplatformed by whoever. I see. I don't get into. The, I don't follow them on Instagram or anything. But I think that they're. I think they're Trumpers. Like I think they're just. They're just like not good people, which is fine because they never really sang about them not being good people. Yeah, they they seemed very nice and wholesome at the time when they, they were, were. I think they were, but I think they've they've their entire lives have been this like what they're continuing to do so i think that they're a bit, a bit of it's a bit of an arrested development situation yeah they've lived in a bubble and yeah it's kind of often the way with with uh people who started in show business as children it sort of can affect their development um anyway the questions <laughs> the fun light-hearted questions yes, number one name the three members in order of age and i mean in chronological order the order in which they arrived in the world all right um would you like middle names as well sure uh so i don't know if i can still do their middle names <laughs> first names are there is there sur- their surnames their surname and surnames are is uh I'm an English teacher, listeners. Uh, they all have the same surname, which is Hansen. Right? So, okay, first names and middle names, if you can remember them, would be good. Thank you. So we have Isaac. Uh, Isaac, yeah. Isaac. I don't know his middle name. Isaac Hansen. He's the oldest. Yeah. Um, we have Taylor, who's the middle child. His Taylor's actually his middle name. Jordan Taylor Hansen. I do oh, remember that. Really? Yeah, he went for he goes goes by his middle name. His yeah. showbiz name is Taylor <coughs> Hanson, which is Taylor is one of those very as a British person. Taylor is one of those very American names. It's like Taylor is not a first name. Okay, America, <laughs> it's not. It's a surname. Stop using it as a first name. You can't use like you know 
Taylor. Um, I'm was, not condoning that, it. I, I'm not I, condoning it. I came it. across very anti-American then. I did, I'm sorry <laughs> about that, everybody. Um, but still, I will, I will maintain my position that Taylor is a surname and not a first name. And and that's that's that. Let's draw a line under that. There okay. we go. And then we had we have Zach, Zachary Walker Hansen, I believe. Yes, well done. Exactly as you said. Isaac, Taylor, and Zach. And reading those names, I thought Isaac is the oldest one, Taylor, final, Jordan, and then Zach. But it feels like Zach is just like the nickname of Isaac. It's like the <laughs> short version of his brother's name. So when, like, oh. like the, you would have thought he would have a, a grievance about that. It's like, mum and dad, why did you just call me a short, shorter version of my older brother? Like, did you have no imagination? They have a lot of other kids, though, too. I think they're... Uh... Large family. Large family. That may relate to my next question, <laughs> which is where were slash are they from? That'd be Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's right. Many of Fanson makes a pilgrimage to Tulsa, which is a bit too much for me. You actually make pil- pilgrim... Some of the fans make pilgrimages out there. Is there a thing to actually see? Is it like Graceland? Or something? Is there an actual? Uh, <laughs> I don't like, know. A sort of a museum or something like that. I mean, I think uh, probably just them if they're not on tour. Right, just, just them at their house. I, I mean, I think it's kind of thrilling for people to, to go around and um, yeah, talk go, to people who might know them. I don't know. So uh, my next question is: What is the connection between Hanson and several other more? Uh, respectable, reputable artists. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is like, it's like I can say it, but you can't, kind of thing. Okay, <laughs> I'll rephrase the question then. What is the connection between Hanson and Beck and the Beastie Boys? Oh, two other acts that I, I greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, w- would it be the last name Hanson? <laughs> well, yeah, because Beck, Beck, his his surname is Hanson, which I, I really confused me when I saw when I first discovered Hanson the group. There were there was a there was a listening post in the local music shop, and I went in. I saw the CD cover of these 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 kids with their long blonde hair, and it said Hanson in seventies in the seventies one. I was like, huh? You know, because Beck Hanson. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, this sort of it's similar in some way to Beck's image. And I turned it over. Oh, I'm going to give you the answer now. And there are some details on there oh. that made me think, wait, is this, is this like a Beck side project? What, 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 what? <laughs> what's this? And I had to like stand there for a good few minutes until I realized, oh no, it's not Beck. There's just one connection to Beck, which is, do you know, it's not the surname. Okay. So yeah, cause I was, tr- I don't think any of the beastie boys uh, have the name Hanson. no, um, so you you did give a hint. Is it something to do with a song title? It's not a song title. It's it's the it's um, a credit on the uh, album, the first uh, their their first album. Han- the, the Hanson's first album. Yeah, the producer. Oh, I don't I don't know. So it was produced by the <laughs> Dust Brothers. Oh yeah, I. You did, did know that. Know that I did know that. Produced by the Dust Brothers, and yeah. they did a you know that's they're a, a very respectable musical uh, duo and um and it has that dust brothers kind of sound to it how would you describe the dust brothers sound? it's sort of like lots of samples and uh hip-hop it's upbeat uh party hip-hop music featuring lots of different samples and beats and and things like the the beastie boys um 
Paul's boutique album is the Dust Brothers. Okay. And uh, they also produced Odelay, uh, the Beck album. Classic. The one with the dog jumping over a hurdle on the front. Yeah. So, again, that's what I, when I was listening to Hanson, I was thinking, well, what's going on here? And then I realized, ah, oh, it's just the Dust Brothers, and they've, they're working with these guys, and they just happen to have the same name as Beck. So it's nothing to do with Beck. Okay. Interesting. I'll, I'll put the CD down and move on. It's actually what I did. <laughs> and then revisit it. Later. 30 for this, years later. For this quiz. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm actually like a, a huge fan of Beck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, to save face a little bit. <laughs> but the thing is, I would be that crazy about Beck, but he doesn't tour as often as Hanson does. Yeah, so true. I'd follow, I'd follow Beck across Europe. But you know, where are you, like Beck? Come and f- look. If you're worried about ticket sales, don't worry. You've got one guaranteed right here. I'm actually going to see. He is coming to to Paris in. I know. Uh, is it February? Well, or April? It was June two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. now it is June this year? I, I guess I'll see you there. I think it is June. Yeah, I'm, I will be there. All right. Yeah, my cool. wife and I have got tickets. We, 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 she, she bought the tickets f- for me as a Christmas present, which was nice. So their connection there was that the same producer produced the Beastie Boys and Beck as Hanson. Um, easy question for you. And we're still, listeners, we're still on Hanson here. And I'm not going to let this go. I don't know why. I just, earlier this on. This is a running gag. Yeah. What, what, uh, Hanson, what was their biggest hit? Well, I'm going to go with Mbop. Is the correct answer Mbop? How do you spell that? So it's three M's, B O P. Yeah, and it's one word. Yes, it is. Capital M, capital M, capital M, capital B O P. Mbop. <laughs> do you know what it means? No. It's a it's a unit of time. Is it? Yes. I don't know if it's a real unit of time. I think it might be, um, because they say in an Mbop you're gone, in an Mbop you're not there. Okay, so is, is an umbop is it a sh- uh, is it less than a second? Do you think or more? It's about a second. Okay, interesting. Well, then they just say second. They have to come up with a new name for for that period of time because they were thinking SEO before their time. Clever, right? Yeah, very but, good. Um, but you know what's great is that that was their biggest hit. Um, it was sort of the song that put them on the map at a very young age. Oklahoma. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they are very, very gracious about it. They will play it at every show. Yeah, they have to. So it, otherwise the fans will be like, well, oh, you didn't play Mbop. Well, the fans, I think, like it, but because they embrace it so much. Because yes. they, they basically had this fame trajectory that is the opposite of a lot of fame trajectories. It's not like they were struggling for years and years and years to make it. Yeah. They sort of just like made it immediately. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, they were sort of a band for a few years before that because they sang in like church groups and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and they would do like local festivals and stuff. But um, they sort of shot to global prominence and then over the next 30 years built a very small, very loyal following over many, many albums. Right. And so I think they really appreciate their first hit because it's sort of how they've had a career yeah and it's you know it's a catchy song it's so, pretty catchy you know when you've got a when you've got a song like that in your in your arsenal in your catalog then yeah make the most of it you know play it um there's me giving advice to hansen as if they need it <laughs> oh thanks luke thanks for that we've been struggling for 30 years and now i'll play umbop okay we already were luke <laughs> next 
When you search for Mbop on Spotify, what other song appears in the search results? It's a song by another artist. So when this you is a good, yeah. When you search for Mbop on Spotify, what other song by another artist appears in the search results? So I'm going to. I think this is this is a good question. Um, I believe it is a song in, entitled Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm by the Crash Test Dummies. Yes. Yes. Correct answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's right. It's Mm-mm-mm-mm by the Crash Test Dummies, which I'm going to – should I say this? I rate it higher than Mbop. I think it's a greater – it's a better piece of work. But um, I, would dis- I would disagree, respectfully. Yeah, well, you, you know, that's the thing about music. You know, it's, it's subjective, isn't it? Um, how, many, how many listens has Mbop had on Spotify? How many listens has it had on Spotify as of sort of 11 a.m. this morning? And um, <laughs> do you want me to give you options? No. Okay. I'm just going to go for it. How many listens has Mbop had? Mbop, bop, bop, bop. I don't know the lyrics. That's Brothers Production. Yep. Mbop. Let's go with I this is complete shot in the dark. Uh 30 million. 30 million. Yeah. Oh, you've underestimated them. Well, it's hard it's, because they were they're a pre-Spotify it's a pre-Spotify. 238 million. Oh, good Not, for them. 931,765 and the fifth one that was me this morning. Good job. Um, Thank you. Which song has had more listens, Mbop or mm, 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 by the Crash Test Dummies? Definitely Mbop. Is the correct answer. Yeah, it's got to be on more like 90s party playlists. I think so, yeah. yeah. We know how many Mbop has had, but mm, 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 had 141 million. Oh, not the, bad. Okay. So, you know, about 100 million less than Mbop. Uh, so you, you could do maths. <laughs> when I have to, when I really have to. Um, umbop lyrics. All right. Oh, okay. Now, I, what I, I really, I, I really you didn't really go very deep. I just really went deep into into Hanson <laughs> into umbop. No, you because there's umbop, there's a yeah. very extensive discography. We're going to go deeper into umbop now I, because I really, I you do. say it's better than by the Crash Test Dummies. Let's explore. The content of the lyrics. I think it's very profound. I think they were very. I think they were very uh, mature, young gentlemen. What I would like to do now, <laughs> I would really like to play a bit of the song, but I can't. Can I? I'm not allowed. No, you're not allowed. No, I'm not allowed to. So the thing is about Mbop. Now the first line, the verse, is I cannot understand a single word that the he's chorus. singing. The, no, the first verse. That bit, I haven't got a clue what any... Because he... You know, it's one of those songs where everyone knows the song, you know how it goes. Oh, I love this song. And then the verse comes in and they're like... Oh, this is so no unrelatable idea. to me because like the, the these lyrics are just like they're lasered into my DNA. Okay. Like. Fill the blanks, all right? Here comes the first line. You have so many hmm in this life. Relationships. Yeah, you have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will... Last. You go through all the pain and... Strife. 
Then you turn your back and, and they've gone, gone so, so fast. fast. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much wisdom, yeah, from someone so young. Right? You, can, you have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. Only one or two. <laughs> it's a bit of a bleak outlook. I think it's very realistic. You go through all the pain and strife, said a 14-year-old child. 11. <laughs> 11 year old in fact um, in, <laughs> uh, then you turn your back and they're gone so fast and they're gone so fast oh yeah now um, and then this uh, then they're gone uh, so hold on to the ones who really care, care. Mm. in the end they'll be the only ones there mm. and then you'll get old and start losing your hair hair <laughs> can you tell me who will still Care. Care, yeah. Care, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, you hold on to the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. And when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? It's just an interesting discussion point. Who will care if... if Rogan. When you lose your hair, when you're older, mm. who will care? Uh, it's more of a philosophical uh, question. Could be a marketing question, I'm just yeah. saying. I, let's not answer that. I just want to, I have to go through some more. So that's, the second <laughs> verse, must. the second verse goes like this. Plant a, plant a seed. Uh, plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. Right. Plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. You can plant. Any one of those. Any one of those. Keep planting to find out which one. Grows. Grows. It's a secret no one knows. No one knows. Is it really a secret? Well, plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. Uh, just keep planting to find out which one grows. It's a secret that no one knows. It's not a secret. You can Google that, you know, to find out if you plant a seed and a rose and a flower, which are I'm pretty sure they will all grow if you do it right. It's not a secret. Do you really think this is better than mm, 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 mm? Yes. Okay, let's move on to anaconda. There's not... <laughs> There's not this is quite, amazing. Not as much detail. I don't have. <laughs> Can I tell you why Molly said this? Yes. Because one time we had a big night out, I guess, in Paris, and we didn't remember everything that happened. But all we knew was that when we woke up the next morning, the end credits of Anaconda were running <laughs> on the computer and we were like, this must have been the greatest night of our lives. So you went out, you had a really good time. And we and, came home and, and we said... You came home and you said, let's watch Anaconda. Yes. And then you fell asleep. Yeah. And then you woke up with the end credits of the film rolling and you thought, wait, what? did we put on Anaconda? And we were like, this must have been just... The most unforgettable night that we forgot. Yeah, yeah. So, listeners, Anaconda is a film. It's about some people who go into the jungle and they get picked off one by one by a big, very nasty snake, an anaconda. Now, you maybe you know nothing about this film, but let's see how wide your trivia net is uh, spread around. uh, Less than hands. I know less than I know about Hanson. I think you know less about most things than you know about Hanson. I know. That's that's really unfortunate. Um, So, can you name the cast? Yes. I have a sip of water. Before Sarah um, attempts to answer this very difficult and challenging question about this great bit of cinematic work. She would like to rehydrate. You can hear the sound of the bottle. Julian, are you still awake? 
He's still there. Okay, good. I bet he's desperate to find out more about Anaconda. <laughs> Julian, yes. how are you doing for your train? <laughs> oh, God. Well, we'll, we'll cover that. <laughs> Julian said, he, Julian said he's, he, he's going to take a taxi. I oh, can't. It's going to be cold. I'll pay. Right. <laughs> I, 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 Sarah's looked at her watch about nine times now. So, <laughs> Okay. Can you name the cast of the film as they appear on the Wikipedia page? Just <laughs> who's in it? Who's in it? Okay, so I <clears throat> I thought this might be coming. Um, Big star. Who's the who? so J Lo? J Lo, Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What? Who was the male lead? Do you remember? Hip hop. I well, so I remember. Um, is the, is it Ice Cube? It's is Ice, Ice Cube. It's in Ice Cube. It? So Ice Cube is in it. It's 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 he's the cube. The, the 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 cubed version of ice, <laughs> not not one of the other ices. It's ice ice cube. Exactly. Yeah. Ice cube is in it. Yes. But he's not the male lead, isn't he? No. Well, who is then? I don't know. The anaconda. Well, the anaconda is is genders never stated. No, no, I don't think so. No, no. Um, there is. I think that there's a white guy playing some sort of Spanish guy who's scary. Well, there's John Voight. Yes, that's him. Who, Does he have a Spanish? He might have a Spanish accent. I'm not sure. Paul Cerrone. Paul Cerrone seems to be his name in this character's name. Anyway, it's one of those very bad films, isn't it? I think it's fantastic. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you must have done it. You chose to. You're like, oh, you know what would be the great end to this night, Molly? If we put on one of the best films ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, you woke I stand, up. I stand by that choice. You woke up happy. Oh yeah. Well, it must must be good then. Yeah. I've never seen it. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's, like, it's very difficult. Or I don't remember. Maybe I have. I just don't remember. Like you. Uh, anyway, John Voight, Eric Stoltz is in it. Owen Wilson is in it too. Yeah. Um, no, I have. Se- I've seen it actually several times. Because you, you know, like, I don't know if you had this. Did you have like, um, like cousins where you would hang out and your parents would um, let you get away with stuff? Yeah. Um, so the stuff we get away with was watching like PG-13 movies yes. and, uh, because there was only like VHS back then, that was one of the ones that was around. So mm-hmm. anytime we were with our cousins, the rules were a little bit more bendy and, yeah. uh, then we would say, well, you know, it's our only chance to watch a PG-13 movie. We have to watch Anaconda again. <laughs> and so I think with Molly, I was like, there was something of that that was yeah, being recalled. That kind of hey, um, uh, let, yeah, that kind of uh, the fun of um, getting away with watching a film that you shouldn't be watching, even though you were definitely older than thirteen when you were with Molly watching it. Yeah, um, Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. He's, he's in it as well. He dies at the beginning of the film. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> What's the most dangerous animal that you've ever encountered? Oh, me. Yeah. Have you ever encountered an anaconda? I don't think so. Uh, a, a deer bit me once in Japan. Oh, in was it in um, Nara? By it any was. Chance? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, uh, pro tip: don't hang out with the deer that are at the beginning of the park. <laughs> the hungry ones. Yeah. Or the uh, the irritated ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go deep, deep into the park, and then and then the nice deer will come and say hi. They get progressively friendly the closer they get to the temple. Interesting that. Maybe they're a bit more spiritual, the ones at the end. Mm. And the other one, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking nonsense. Um, what's the tagline for the film? Any idea? Ooh. On the poster, you know, on the poster, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always a tagline, the, the name of the film, and then a line at the bottom to attract you into the cinema to watch it. 
Is it um, don't want none unless you got buns, hun? <laughs> it's not. It's actually it. <laughs> when you can't breathe, you can't scream. Oh, that's good. See what they did? They they did, yeah. they, they used the word scream in there, which well, is always good, isn't it? In a in a film in a horror film uh, tagline. It's like the the alien tagline. Yeah. Which is? In space, nobody can hear you scream. In space, no. Yeah, no. Something like that? In space, no one can hear you scream. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's the same. No one, nobody. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> but is that true? In space, no one can hear you scream. I bet. Hey, I, what I would like to do if I had the time, which I don't, uh, is actually go through all of the film, Alien. And see if there is a point at which anyone screams and someone else notices. I bet there is. A, I bet that happens at least once, where someone's like, "Ah!" And it's like, "Oh my god, what happened to him?" I bet that happens at one point in the. In so you're the just film. trying to disprove the tagline. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Okay. Like I see in space, what you're some people might be able to hear you scream, but that's not such a good tagline, is it? Although, <laughs> if you can't breathe, you can't scream. I think that one holds up. That's true, but you know, if you can't breathe, you can't scream. It's like well, screaming. Yeah, I suppose screaming is like one of the things you're concerned about if you can't breathe. But also, it's like surely it should just be if you can't breathe, you're going to die. Like never mind screaming, you just you're going to you're going to die. Um, Very squeezy, squeezy snake. The yes, anaconda. they are. They squeeze. That's their main thing, isn't it? Squeezing. I suppose. Okay, you did. You did well. You did well on oh, those. That was, okay, yeah. Do that was want, the anaconda quiz. Go that on. was the Hanson and anaconda <laughs> quiz. We could do the British slang and culture. Um, can we do it as a rapid fire? Yeah, we could do it a rapid fire, definitely. Amazing. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Rapid fire British slang. Okay. Now, if you describe something in British English as pants, how do you feel about it? For example, if you said that film was pants, wasn't it? That was total pants. I think it's good. No, it's the it's, opposite. Is it bad? It's bad. Because pants, I know, are underwear to your people. That's right. Yeah, it's what we wear under our trousers if we wear trousers. <laughs> if you don't wear trousers the pants are just there for all to see <laughs> or if you're wearing a skirt you might anyway you know what i'm trying to say mm, yeah uh, mm-hmm. um, so pants yeah pants is bad pants is bad okay mm. next question how would you feel if you if you'd run out of bog roll bog roll what is bog roll and how would you feel if you if you if you ran out of it i feel i would think i would feel quite unclean yes because bog roll is toilet paper. Toilet paper. That's right. Bog is a word for toilet. The bog is the toilet. So to- bog roll is a is toilet paper. It's not a very um, polite term. The bog. Hmm. No, it's a, it's quite a familiar term, but uh, it's not a it's not inherently a swear word. No, it's just a it's slang. Yeah, like pants. Yes, I sort suppose. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slang. Pants. Slang. Bad. How, can that you was... use that in a sentence? Sorry to go back. So I I'm saw I saw uh, I saw Anaconda three, and oh yeah, what was it like? Oh, it's total pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was pants. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course, it's Anaconda three. You know, something like that. <laughs> um, if you were chuffed, how would you feel? How very would... very excited, happy. Yes, happy. Okay, very good. Absolutely chuffed. It's like, hey, guess what? I've got. I've got tickets to see Anaconda 4. Chuffed. So chuffed right now. <laughs> um, what would a British person say if they wanted to claim something? 
like maybe a chocolate biscuit or a comfortable chair in the living room. Like, what do they say in order to claim it? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, oh, so I'm thinking, um, well, I would say like shotgun. That's for the passenger seat in a car. But I would, you could say. Can't say shotgun for no. It only refers to the passenger seat. That's shotgun. If you're about to get in a car, there's a group of you. One of them's the driver, and you want the passenger seat. Shotgun. Ah, oh, you then you get the right to sit in the passenger seat. But if you if you play, but I use this for other things, or I have historically. If you've got <laughs> some, you got three bags of crisps, a salt and vinegar. Shot uh, salt and vinegar. Vinegar. Shot it. So okay. Shoddy, shoddy salt and vinegar. Shot, no, I shoddied it. I shoddied it. I shoddied it. See, that's the word I'm looking for, but it's not <laughs> shoddy. It's a, another word. We'd say bagsy. 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 Yeah. Was that the, the bag of crisps was the hint. Uh, oh yeah. Bagsy Uninten- bag of crisps. Unintentional hint. Bagsy. I've never heard bagsy. Uh, see, you know, this is you're killing me here. Well. Well, I hope there's something I know. Um, bagsy meaning. <laughs> I want that. Bagsy the salt and vinegar or dibs as well as another one. Dibs. Dibs, dibs on the salt and vinegar crisps. Okay, next one. If someone needed to get some kip, kip is the word. Obviously, you can tell because of the way I said it. If someone <laughs> needed to get some kip, how would they probably feel? Like, oh, I need to get, I need some kip. Mm. What's kip? That um, They would probably feel sleepy. Yes. Yes. So kip means sleep. Yes. Yeah. Well done. You got it. Go for a kip. Yeah, I'm going to have some kip. I need some kip. I'm going to get some kip. Uh, right. Meaning some sleep. Yes. Next, um, you've got this is this is the third last, the, the last by three, the third from last, third from last question. What F word is used to say that someone is physically attractive? It's like saying hot. Fit. Fit. Exactly. Very good. I would ask you some follow-on questions, but we're doing the quick round. (laughs) Next, what L word is a generic sickness, like the flu or a bad cold? And we're not talking about COVID. (laughs) It's kind of a pre-COVID expression. So when someone's just got the generic flu or cold or whatever, and they're at home, you know, they're not um... like, where's Dave? Oh, he's, you know, he's got the... L word. Lurgy? Lurgy? Lurgy, yeah. The lurgy. (laughs) So this is, they used to use this in the um, Georgia Nicholson books, Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. So I haven't actually said it out loud or heard it out loud. I read it. I could tell it's the word word you've read in a book rather than her. Lurgy. Lurgy, not lurgy. 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 Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. To get, to have the lurgy. So where's Dave? Oh, he's got the lurgy. He's not coming out tonight. Oh, he's got a bit of lurgy. He's got the lurgy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then the final question, which is easy, I think. Where do you put suitcases in a car in the United Kingdom? I think you would put them in the boot. You would put them in the boot, which is strange that surely you would put a boot in a suitcase and not a suitcase in a boot. Uh I just came up with that right now, okay? Wow. You get extra credit. This isn't prepared material. No, not at all. Wow. Where do you put suitcases in a car? It's in the boot, so that's the thing at the back. And what about the engine? Where do you put the engine? In the bonnet. Under, yeah. Under. Under under the bonnet. Under, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. There you go. Well done. Congratulations. You passed the test and you now can um, stop doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> as, as, a, as a reward <laughs> for passing the, 
the special quiz about British slang and Hanson and Anaconda. Well, thank you. That was uh, <laughs> that was quite a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Sorry for this being so long, Sarah. Much longer than your podcasts normally are. It's been really good fun. Honestly, it's been really good fun doing this. And uh, I really hope the listeners have enjoyed the quizzing and the general chit chat. Uh, but really, thank you. And Julian, if you're still conscious, um, thank you for doing the sound. And uh, it was a pleasure, he says. Oh, good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, uh, He's a polite lad. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and um, yes, it's been lots of fun and I really enjoyed it. And uh, nice one. Thank you. I also enjoyed myself very much. So that was my conversation with Sarah Toporoff, also known as the Paris Quiz Mistress. I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Well done. You made it all the way through to the end. Um, I say well done as if it was like really hard for you. I don't know if it was. Maybe you were just like, no, that was great. I really enjoyed it. Some of you probably will be thinking, yeah, that was fine. I don't mind the long episodes, Luke. I don't know why you make a big deal out of it. I don't know either, really. It's not a big deal at all. Then again, though, some people are like, ah, like, you know, crawling through the desert, you know, ah, try, desperately trying to get to, to the end of the episode, ah, or they're just skeletons in rooms with headphones on, you know what I mean, I don't know, but let me know, let me know how it is for you, as always, uh, and how it was for you in this case, uh, how did you find this episode, and did you get any of those questions right, and do you know who Hanson are? Was there was their song Mbop? Was that a was that a big hit in your country? I'd love to know if you know that group because we did spend quite a lot of time talking about them. So if you if you know who Hanson are, right, let me know in the comments section. Write a comment, say yeah, yeah, Mbop was a big hit, and I come from, and then name the country that you come from. Or you could say I've never heard of Hanson, and it's Hanson, not Handsome right? Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, right? Not H-A-N-D-S-O-M-E, right? That would be a weird name for them to call themselves. Handsome. No, Hanson. So if you've never heard of them, you can say, I'm from, and then name your country, and then say, and I've never heard of Hanson in my life. Um, and I'm pretty sure that their songs were not popular where I'm from. I don't know. Just tell me, please, uh, so that I know. Uh, if they were, if you know uh, who they are. Okay, right, good. So yes, you can, if you want, you can check out Sarah's podcast, the Paris Quiz Mistress podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're in Paris and you'd like to join one of her pub quizzes, which would be a great idea because obviously it's all in English and there'll be other people there uh, all speaking English and stuff. That could be a good idea, you know, as a way to meet other people and practice uh, using your English. If you are in Paris and you've got like a, a, you know, a couple of other friends that could join you and you could make your own team and take part in the quiz, then you could... um Actually, there's a website called meetup.com, meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P, meetup.com. And if you search for pub quiz in Paris, uh, you'll find it on, uh, on meetup, pub quiz in Paris for current and aspiring nerds. 
So a pub quiz in Paris, and it's organised by Sarah T. That's how you know uh, which group it is. And basically, the quiz nights that Sarah does are on Monday evenings and Sunday evenings. Okay, Monday evenings from 7.45pm in McBride's Irish Pub, which is in the first arrondissement of Paris. And Sunday evenings from 7.45pm in Rush Bar, which is in the 11th arrondissement of Paris. Okay, Uh, but you can check out the details on meetup.com. Just go to meetup.com and search for either Paris Quiz Mistress or pub quiz in Paris. And that's how you find the details there. Okay, listeners, not much more to add at the end. I don't want this episode to be even longer than it is, even though some of you are like, yay, that would be great. And other people are crawling through the desert. I don't know uh, your situation. But anyway, I don't want it to go on uh, too long. So I will just say at this point, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I will speak to you again on the podcast soon. Um, you know, what shall I do? Shall I give you a very quick... Um, a summary of what's going on? Okay, I will. So I still don't have internet at home. The office is still not set up. Uh, our apartment is is coming along slowly. Um, the heating should arrive soon. Uh, the guy, the the guy from Orange, is supposed to come again today to to fit the internet to connect us to uh, fiber optic internet. Um, he was supposed to come between uh, ten a.m. and twelve lunchtime. And what time is it now? That's right, it's twelve twenty-six p.m. So. 26 minutes after the time when he was scheduled to arrive. I'm assuming it's a him. It probably is. So will will he turn up at all? I don't know. Will we ever get internet? I don't know. But anyway, uh, tomorrow I've got a guy from the electricity company coming to the office to have a look uh, so he can quote how much he expects it to cost to connect it and to fit plug sockets and stuff like that. And then I've got to, you know, basically... That's the situation. I'm still not completely ready and set up. And so this weird uh, sort of no podcast or slow podcast or uh, impossible to work on podcasts period continues. But uh, I expect uh, things will be different in, in a couple of weeks time. All right. So there we go. I'm still in limbo land podcast wise um, uploading these episodes, these brief episodes every couple of weeks using my mobile phone's internet connection but the podcast will be back properly uh, soon i think and uh, premium people i am working on premium stuff i am p33 part three has become quite an epic project as i go through a big list of words and look at all the different parts of speech and stress patterns related to those words that will be coming uh, to your premium uh, subscription very soon thank you so much for listening everybody Have a nice day or night or morning or evening or breakfast or lunch or drive to work or drive home from work or jog or walk in the park or lie down or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, I hope you're having a lovely time and thank you for listening. I will speak to you again soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.